chill, an uneasy feeling that you are not alone. Don't worry, it's just a ghost. A shout out to Tia Mayhem and Tanya Venom of Stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of It's Just a Ghost. This is Medley of Haunts 8. This is a listener story episode. We have Tanya talking about all of her haunts when she was a child and growing up hanging out at her grandmother's house. All right, so we have Tanya on the line today. Hello, Tanya. How are you? Hi, Mary. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I have to tell you all that Tanya and I have actually been friends since high school. <clears throat> we won't tell you how long that's been. So we know each other pretty well. And Tanya knows I have a paranormal podcast. And she has some stories for us today. And... I believe you had told me before you have some things that happened at your grandmother's house as you were growing up. Yes, I um, I never really thought they were odd as a kid, but as I got to be an adult, I thought back about some of the things that happened, and I was like, wow, those were kind of really significant, you know? Yeah, so start from like the first one that you can remember. Well, one of the first memories I had, well, first of all, my grandmother was really sweet and sweet on me, and I was, I guess, the only granddaughter that was around for a long time, so it was great to go over her house, and she lived in a really huge old home in Auburn that um, it probably had about 20 rooms, and um, upstairs especially was a bunch of, like, small rooms, and when I was a kid, I thought it was so cool to go up there and kind of poke around because, you know, nobody was living up there anymore. And my grandfather had passed away when I was little. So every time I was around, usually it was just me and my grandmother. And she did have um, a brother that lived there for a while. He had um, cerebral palsy, so he was a little odd, but he wasn't around much. So in any event, I remember one time I was up in her old bedroom and I just thought it was the coolest room because it had um, a lot of antique things and I was always interested in finding cool things. I was in the closet and I saw a book in there and a couple other things. So I opened it up and it actually was an old Bible and it had pictures, so I thought it was really pretty. And then while I was looking in there, I found a $50 bill and I was like, wow, you know, as a kid, I think I had ever seen one. I was probably like seven or eight years old. So I brought the book down to my grandmother, and she's like, where did you get that? And I said, I found it in the closet that was in your bedroom upstairs. And she's like, this Bible hasn't been around for years. That was my grandmother's Bible. And I said, well, I found it in your closet. And I showed her the $50 bill, and she was like, wow, because... I guess it was a current bill, and wow. the fact that the Bible had been missing for a long time, and that she found the money, of course, she was excited she was going to use it for bingo, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, so it's just something that stuck out, because she was so like, wow, you know, where did that Bible's just been missing, and she even went upstairs to investigate where I found it, so that was like one kind of unusual thing. Another time... 
she used to love to take me out to Petruzzi's farm in East Brookfield and get, you know, all the fresh produce and blueberries and raspberries and all that. So I was always so excited. And she made apple turnovers one day that were came fresh out of the um, oven. And she put them on a plate and she's like, no, you can't have any of those till we get back because they're really hot. So I was so excited to go to Petruzzi's, get the fruit, come home and have a nice pastry. And we walked into the house and the plate was gone and, you know, the pastries weren't there. So, I'm, of course, I'm a little kid and I'm like, well, where are the pastries? And, you know, she was, like, thinking the same thing, you know. Didn't look like anybody had been in the house. So we didn't really think of it. And then she used to let me go get the mail for her out in the back hallway. So I went to go get her mail and there was the plate on the floor with just some crumbs on it. Oh, my God. And, again, we were like... You know, she, there wasn't really any explanation. But again, you know, you're just like, uh, I don't know. So those were like little things, nothing really major. But one of the probably scariest, you know, that if it happened now, I don't even know what I would do. But I remember it was um, New Year's Eve. And again, I was excited to be at Grandma's house. And um, she got like those little shrimp cocktail cups and, we were having our own little party in the living room watching the countdown and all of a sudden we heard the kitchen door open and shut, which was kind of far away from the living room. And I followed her into the kitchen to see who it could be because it was late at night. And we saw a man in a green and black checkered suit with a hat on in the corner of her kitchen. And there was a back room there and he opened the door and he walked in the back room and he shut the door. And of course, I'm a kid. I don't really know who it was. And she didn't seem too alarmed. But she did seem kind of quiet. So she went over, opened the door, and I followed her. And there was nobody there. And then she got upset. And she went and got a, a photo album out to show me that her son, Sonny, passed away. I'm actually getting goosebumps right now. I am too. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he was in a green checkered suit in the picture with the hat on that she showed me. And he had been gone, you know, I don't know exactly, it was probably maybe 10 years before I was even born because he was like our oldest son. So she then started crying, you know, and she thought that was like amazing. And then she just kind of kept looking for him. But then she thought like, wow, he came to visit me, you know? Yeah. And then the only other thing I remember, which I don't really know if it was, you know, a haunted story or not, but I think I told you this, I was, again, a little kid, and I was um, sleeping on her pull-out couch in the living room, or the, actually the dining room, and I was going to bed, and I had this, like, wish when I went to bed that, you know, I wanted a diamond and a new doll, and, you know, just being a little kid, that was, like, on my mind, and I never said anything. I just remember thinking it, and then in the morning... Um, my grandmother would always make me cream of wheat, make me special little breakfast. So she called me in to eat breakfast. And then when she went back into the area where I was sleeping, she called me and she said, um, there's something on the bed. This must be for you. And there was a diamond, like, you know, something you find in a, like a ring setting and a doll on the bed. And I was like, wow. You know, like I thought, this house is magical. Now I'm like, it must have been haunted. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So, so you, you go back yeah. to when she, when you saw the man 
and he went in that room and so i mean that must have been her son he was dressed in the same clothes and everything right. and but she had never seen him before like hanging around his spirit or anything no but i did hear a lot of other stories like my mother and my aunts that house definitely was haunted they i remember them always talking about crazy things that had happened um in that home and actually quite a few people did pass away in the home because it was probably built in the 1800s and i guess even when um my aunts and uncles were kids my grandmother used to take in borders because the house was so big mm-hmm. and a lot of those people passed away my uncle did pass away in the home too and um so you know i'm sure that there was a few ghosts there but luckily i didn't experience anything scary you know yeah yeah so i mean the the other experiences like with the bible and stuff. Now, whose Bible was that? I forgot what you said. Her, it was her grandmother's, I'm right? I'm pretty sure she said it was her grandmother's. So it was like really old, and she hadn't seen it. And I guess she even said she had gone up in that bedroom um, not too long within that year to do some cleaning, and she hadn't seen it because the closet actually had glass doors on it. It was like a really old house, so it had a lot of. Um, unique features Mm -hmm. so you could even see in the closet you know if you weren't even in there Um, but yeah it was just things like that I never forgot because off and on we would talk about those things but my grandmother also had some psychic abilities by reading tarot cards which I never again understood that as a kid either I just knew she didn't like doing it and a lot of family members would bug her to you know have a reading so there was always things that stuck out in my mind about her and in that home and you know I just couldn't really explain them right yeah and especially like the bible that's like really strange in itself but to find a $50 bill that was more current you know like why what you know maybe her grandmother left the bible in there for some reason but what's well, it could have been because she she loved to play bingo and that was her thing. She also bowled every week and she, you know, she was on a budget, so she was looking for money to go play bingo. And I remember her saying, you know, she couldn't probably go that night. She didn't have enough money, so yeah. <laughs> sent her some money. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? I know, I know. Yeah, so that so, maybe yeah. is the explanation for that. And then uh-huh. your and then your uncle, and then the pastry thing. Um, you know, you said a lot of people died there. It could have been anyone that played that trick, right? And you know, sometimes like she never locked her door, and you know, different families members would stop by occasionally, but they always would tell her or call. Right. But on the same token, if somebody came in, they would have probably eaten it in the kitchen and left the plate there. They would. Right. Why would it be on the back hallway? you know, on the floor. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty wild. Now, have you had any other experiences since then, like not at your grandmother's house, like elsewhere? Well, you know, I can't really say that I have, um, probably because the homes I've lived in um, that I know of, nobody's passed away. I've heard a lot of things, and I've seen, you know, some things, but I... um, um, you know, I can't really say it. I think uh, the only other thing I could think of is when I was um, when we were growing up in North Brookfield. Remember my first house 
I think we were kind of friends when we were in middle school, but that was down by the common and that was a very old home. And um, I hated going upstairs. It was unfinished half of it. My father was always like a project in the makings and he had strange things up on the second floor that was kind of creepy. And my um, cousins moved up from Florida, Tammy and April with their parents and they needed a place to stay. So they lived up on the other second floor apartment for a while. And one time uh, we were all playing up there on the other side and we heard like uh, almost like a blender noise and a toaster going. Hmm. And we went into their apartment because that's where the noise was coming from and there was nothing going on in there, but we heard the noises. Yeah. That's about the only other thing I can think of. Um, yeah. You know. Because, um, you know, of course, a lot of times people died in houses, it's that. But there's like, I know somebody who has a brand new house. They built it. Sometimes it's the land that's haunted. And also what I've discovered is that spirits can attach themselves to objects yeah. and other people. So I know also know somebody, like we couldn't figure out why her house was haunted. This is my Kogos, Perry's sister, actually. And she uh-huh. lives, her and her husband built the house. And, but she has a lot of antiques. Uh-huh. So I said, well, you know, some of those antiques could have spirits attached to them that could be haunting your house. It could be the land itself, you know? So right. it's not always an old house that people have died in. It can just be, you know? Well, do you remember Larry that owns the, uh, the little tiny store across from the common? Mm-hmm. It was like a... Well, he used to tell me all kinds of stories. He said that um, my the house there I lived in, the first house in Norfolk Fields, was built on top of a Indian burial ground. And he said, your house has got to be haunted. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I definitely. I telling him stories about that, too. But, I, you know, I don't really think anything happened there that I can remember. Um, right. Other than my mother playing pranks on us. The only other story that I remember that I thought was really bizarre, too, was... Um, kind of creepy, really creepy. My, um, my mother's cousin lived in the house kind of right next to my grandmother's house. And unfortunately her, I think that was the cousin, he was a man, he, um, he committed suicide. He hung himself in the basement mm-hmm. and she used to have to go over there to babysit her probably second cousins or whatever. And she said one time that that, the, um, basement door opened on its own and she heard something and she looked down and she saw the rope swinging. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah. Creepy, right? I don't yeah. think I ever, when she told me that when I was a kid, I never stepped foot in that house. I was afraid to. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, scary. Oh, so she <laughs> saw the rope. There wasn't anybody hanging though, right? No, she just was wondering why the rope would still be there because I guess it had been quite a few years since he had done that and she was like I don't know if that you know she just shut the door and she was she didn't want to babysit there anymore either she's like I'm all set yeah so I wonder like if the rope had been gone before and for some reason well, it was just there again well that's what she said that someone in the family said that it had been taken down years before yeah you, know, you would but think so second, second party information here so I didn't see it myself right. I wouldn't want to have <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, maybe, 
Because a lot of times, I guess, things happen, like, on anniversaries, too. You know, uh, like, it can just loop every year. Things can happen, so I don't know if well, that's why the rope was there. Well, I stories, but I'm not sure if they're related to paranormal. They're probably more related to um, vision-type things, you know, not really ghosts, but, like, me seeing things that... Or signs of things, you know. So I don't know if that's another, oh, another that's, story you want to get into at some point. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about that now, or we can do it another time. That's totally up to you. Yeah, I mean, it's basically on the lines of. Um, I guess I did a little research on why I was seeing some of the things I was seeing, and. I don't really understand it myself either, but apparently you can tap into it more if you need to. Um, but it's like having a third eye where you can, like I'll envision seeing an animal and I'll be standing in my kitchen and I look up and there's a deer in the yard and, um, you know, certain things like that. I probably have to go back and think of some of the crazy things that's happened the last few years that, yeah, I wouldn't say they're ghost-related, but they're certainly, like, right. what's going on, you know? Well, it's still and, kind of like in the paranormal realm, I think. It, it sounds yeah. like you're a little bit clairvoyant. Well, I guess, I guess I can, I do have a sense of, um, I can kind of pick up on things and see things before they happen. And mm -hmm. I, oh, another thing I've had is several dreams that actually happened, you know, so I don't know if that's considered anything interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing your stories, Tanya, and we'll be in touch again so we can talk about your clair, your clairvoyance, I guess it is called. Yeah, yeah, kind of interesting, but no, oh, it was okay. good. I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, you find it interesting or somebody else might. I, I've always thought it was um you know, kind of kind of cool to remember that I wasn't afraid when I was a kid. If anything like that happened now, I, I don't know. I'd probably be like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not staying in this house. <laughs> yeah, it can, it can be a little creepy and stuff, but I thrive on it. That's why I do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tanya, nice talking with you. Thank you again, and we'll be in touch soon. Okay, great, Mary. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. As always, please email us your paranormal experiences to It's Just a Ghost Podcast at Yahoo.com, and we will read them on an upcoming episode. And also, don't forget about the Haunted Doll Contest we are running right now, and that is for you to send in your haunted doll stories. We need those by October 1st. Just let us know what your haunted doll story is and you will be entered into a contest. There will be three prizes awarded. Also, if you are interested in writing, you are welcome to send in a haunted doll story as a fiction piece. We would also enjoy reading that. So these stories will be read throughout the month of October for Halloween. And again, the deadline is October 1st to send in either your fiction or non-fiction haunted doll stories to It's Just a Ghost Podcast at Yahoo.com by October 1st. It's Just a Ghost Podcast at Yahoo.com. Thank you. 
If you enjoy this podcast, please follow and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can help us grow and get our name out there by telling your friends about us, and we would be thrilled if you would leave us five stars. This helps people find us out there in the sea of podcasts. It's all free, so why not, right? You can follow us on Facebook at It's Just a Ghost Podcast and on Twitter at It's Just a Ghost 2. That's the number two. And also on Instagram at It's Just a Ghost Podcast. Remember, ghosts are people too. Until next time.